to the Bougie Black Brother Network. Good afternoon and welcome to Black and a Tesla. I'm Michael, your Bougie Black Brother. And today I have a, a good friend, good guy. And we wanted to tell the community, I'll talk to the community about insurance. And my friend is Jeremy Goodridge. How you doing this afternoon, my friend? Hey, I'm so good, Michael. Thank you so much for having me. And it's really nice to get to chat with you again. Absolutely. So for those who didn't get the first part, we Jeremy was on um, Millennial Money Management. And we were talking about different aspects of insurance, uh, house, rental, um, life insurance, and the different aspects there because a lot of millennials really didn't get why they needed it or when they needed it. So it was really enlightening. Um, it got out and it was very positive. But me jumping into Tesla and there's a lot of things going on with insurance and the changes and all. And I wanted to get Jeremy's opinion on a lot of these because um, we call him our insurance superhero. Because once his cape is on, he's he's busting through everything that we actually need. So <laughs> the first right. thing, first thing I wanted to hit you with is, you know, during this COVID um, yeah. pandemic, they started with a lot of rebates. Um because people aren't on the road and i wanted to get your opinion on that because that was an interesting thing that i didn't see coming um but i did understand why yeah well i think it's great i mean in my agency i've seen many fewer insurance claims in the last couple of months than i'm used to seeing so i may be a smaller uh, part of the insurance world, but I can see it just in my agency mm-hmm. that there are not as many insurance claims and it. There's an obvious reason why at the time of our recording, we're in the middle of everyone's social distancing <laughs> right. and staying in their home spaces. And there simply aren't as many opportunities to have claims. And so the insurance companies, as you said, Michael, have started to come out with ways to say, hey, we're not spending as much money on claims we realize that you don't have as much money coming in. Right. Let us give you some money back. And pretty much every insurance company that's doing personal auto insurance, which obviously includes Tesla's, um, is doing something around, you know, many of them are saying, okay, for the months of March and April, mm-hmm. we're going to give every policyholder 15% of their premium back. Right. Or, Other companies are saying, hey, we're just going to cut a check to every client we have for $50, you know. Um, So every insurance company is coming at this from a different way. But they're all, as far as I can see, you know, I'm sure there's companies that aren't doing anything. But all the companies I've seen and certainly the big companies that you see on television commercials Mm -hmm. are all doing something. And that's positive, Um, you know. That's positive because... They understand the impact of people's lives where most of the time they said insurance companies don't care. Just pay them the money. But you know what? They got in front of it. You know? Yeah. That's what I appreciate it. I think we'll see more, too. I mean, if you look at the actual dollars for a lot of that stuff, I mean, we're talking about 30 to 50 dollar refunds. I mean, are these huge dollar amounts that affect people's, you know, ability to buy groceries? Mm. Not not. I mean, you know, some amount of money is nice, but they're not huge amounts of money. 
Um, but certainly they're doing something. And yes. when these numbers add up for the insurance companies, this is millions of dollars that they're turning around and ha- handing back to folks. And I looked at it as, you know, the way people are saying, I don't even have money to pay my insurance. So at a, yeah. at a minimum, the money that I would have paid there, I can use and, you know, displace it somewhere else. So I always yeah. look at, you know, I talk to a lot of my associates that's at my job that's not working right now. And they said every penny counts right now. And yeah. when we look at those pennies in some people's life is, a hey, that's just good to have. Thanks. But other people is kind of like, thanks. I really needed it. That's one less thing yeah. that I really have to worry about. Um, yeah, that actually did put groceries on the table. Exactly. You know? Exactly. And, so uh, you got to look at it in that way. And 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 again, yeah. you know, I'm I'm touting that because I, I, I've heard. Uh, wow. Did you know I don't have to. It's 20 percent. And, you know, normally I, I, I kind of short my insurance and now I don't have to. And I was like, wow. OK. And look mm-hmm. at it that way. So that impact is really important, especially a lot of people saying whatever I can do. You know, yeah, and some I don't would have add to that too, uh, Michael. If if someone can't pay for their insurance, and maybe a lot of Tesla drivers aren't in this boat, but you know, if someone cannot pay for their insurance, pretty much every insurance company has a plan uh, to be able to defer your insurance premium. Now, they're not just forgiving that insurance premium; mm-hmm. it's going to have to get paid at some point. So, I right. would say if you can pay it, go ahead and do so. But if you can't, uh, you know, go to your insurance company and address that with them. And all of them are uh, figuring out ways to navigate that with you. Excellent. So, you know, this is my Tesla podcast. Absolutely. So uh, yeah. I want to kind of transition yeah. to that. So yeah. I what Elon Musk has done is try to make the safest car available. And yeah. we look at a lot of safety standards and just cars in particular. And I really didn't look at it. But there's cars that have high safety ratings that insurance company says, hey, look, this is what we're going to do because this car has higher safety ratings. Um, Do you have anything that can determine and say, well, what most insurance agencies look at safety ratings wise, this is how we we set up a a policy? Yeah. So I think there's two sides uh, when it comes to pricing of insurance around uh, electric vehicles, Teslas, uh, and there's the first side is what you just described, safety features. So more and more insurance companies are starting to create discounts for safety features. Okay. You kind of got to understand that in the insurance world, everything is a discount. So you start, start with a price that's like a super high price, essentially, mm-hmm. and then everything kind of works it down from there. And I can talk about some of the things that can help you save money. Um, but one of the things that works it down from there is safety features. Gotcha. And now insurance companies are slow to move. So you're seeing more and more of them bring on specific uh, features. Is there an automatic capacity for driving? Is there uh, front end sensors that actually slow you down if they sense something in front of you? Mm-hmm. Is there lane uh, you know, if you're leaving your lane, is there some kind of sensor to tell you that? And obviously Teslas have all of those things and each of those can be a discount. It depends on the insurance company and how they've set it up. But so all of those discounts are going to get applied for a vehicle like a, a Tesla, which is awesome. You're going to save money. Right. That's the one side. And I guess the last thing I would say about that side is discounts aren't very big yet. 
the discounts are there. Right. But they're not these huge discounts because insurance companies don't know how much that's really helping safe driving. Mm-hmm. Now, we can argue all day long of all the ways that it is, and we know it is in some level making driving safer. Mm-hmm. But because they don't have historic data to know how much safer they're make, it's making it, those discounts oftentimes are, are not as good as you would think they'd be. $20 a year, you know, $40 a year. Again, every penny counts, but uh, you think about a Tesla and all the safety features it has and says, this should save me a lot more money on my insurance right. than it does. Mm-hmm. So we'll see those discounts increase as insurance companies see data coming in over the years uh, that shows that those safety features are actually making, you know, I. I don't trust insurance companies 100% ever, but I do trust that there's a basic premise by which they create pricing. Um, And so that's there. So that's the side of electric vehicles that makes them cheaper is the discounts. Gotcha. But there's another side of electric vehicles that I'm seeing affecting price more. And it really confuses owners of electric vehicles a lot. And I want to clear that up for your audience. Um, it's that it's much more expensive Mm. to fix electric vehicles. Right. So when bad things happen to electric vehicles, when they get in accidents, there is a higher cost to fix things around that vehicle. The technology is higher. The price points are all higher. So what we're seeing right now is that insurance is actually oftentimes more expensive for a Tesla than it is for a comparable a comparable gas-powered vehicle. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't make sense, and I think it'll fix, and I'm happy to answer your questions on why that is, but, but, but the biggest reason is that uh, what insurance companies either see or are scared of is the cost of replacing things when they have to fix those cars. Gotcha, gotcha. And, and that's what we've been hearing, honestly. We've been hearing yeah. the fear is... It's going to cost me a hell of a lot more to fix that, up, you know, that EV, you know, yeah. now like the bolts, the Chevy bolts, the, the Nissan mm-hmm. Leafs, um, they're mass produced and they use a lot of just, you know, equitable type of products that they can get easily where Tesla right. is a it's only Tesla's products that can be replaced. Yeah. We can't do any aftermarket because it takes away the warranty of the car. Unless that's the case. So that's one thing that we've been hearing and be like, look, but the car isn't that bad. Well, you know, it's just high based on what, you know, so we get a lot of that. So I'm glad you actually interjected on that because I was thinking, you know, think about safety. The the two that really comes to mind is the Subaru and the Volvo. Um, For years, Volvo has been one of the safest cars and Subaru is more reliable, safer car. Um, and, you, and you have them that say, why are they safe? Uh, you know, is it the features? Is the, um, the likelihood that it's not going to have any accidents? I don't think anyone can predict that. But yeah. it was just interesting to say, you know, Elon Musk made one of the safest cars. But yet, because the replacement parts is so high, it, it's, it's going to sit at a, a higher level. Yeah. And I think you have to go back when you're talking about insurance to uh, these very nerdy individuals called actuaries who have to have years of data before they can make 
decisions. And so when you're at a place like we are right now, I mean, I see Tesla pricing, for mm -hmm. example, with my, I work with multiple different insurance companies. Right. I have one company where Teslas are just way cheaper than every other kind of car. Wow. And then most of my other companies, they're more expensive. And the, you know, what I see most of the time is that Tesla insurance is actually more expensive. Mm -hmm. But then I have this one company that just for Teslas, for whatever reason, it's cheaper. And the reality is they don't have a good answer for why, because wow. they don't have the historical data that they're pulling off of. So these companies are making sort of broad generalizations. And I think we'll see all of that settle out as there's more parts available for Teslas when, when they need to be fixed, you know, right. as insurance companies get more data, we'll see a settling of pricing. And I hope we'll see an increase of those discounts for safe driving because I mean, you know, obviously an automated vehicle is going to, obviously a Tesla is safer mm -hmm. than other cars. Obviously, you know, that's what Elon Musk was working towards. And I think we can see that in data that is starting to build more and more. Okay. So that great segue into why Tesla has said, look, we're going to do our own insurance. If, if yeah. we got a battle and, but we have all our information. So one of the benefits of having a Tesla is all the data that each car drives around, it has that data. It keeps that data and it builds up to say the percentage of incidents, the percentage of close calls, the percentage of the likelihood of all that. It's collecting all of that. And uh, like some friends that's in California say, well, oh, my God, the insurance is just high for me. But they know how that person drives. So if this guy's going 100 miles an hour whenever chance he gets or anything that shows that this guy is doing all types of things of course it's going to be high because the likelihood of him being in an accident or even causing an accident is high but if you follow the procedures if you if you seen as being um a a good servant of the road i guess and and speed limit or hardly ever speeding or what they're going to give a better better uh discount for that and in California, a lot of people who actually has it has actually had a lower price range. So I, I wanted to um, get your opinion on that. Yeah. So a, a couple of thoughts. One is on the the move towards driver behavior as a um, function of pricing. Mm -hmm. Right. This is happening not only with uh, Tesla, who obviously has all the data on their Tesla drivers, but many insurance companies are using some form of safe right, right, right. driving discount structure that's based on data. You know, you see the all state commercials, state farm commercials, all the big companies are moving towards this. And, you know, there are two sides to it. One is what you just described, Michael. It's like, you know, if, if I drive safely, I should pay less for insurance. Yep. That seems like a basic reasonable premise. And if you, a counterpoint to that is right now, your credit score, what your financial stability is, is a huge factor in your insurance premium and in almost every state. California, that's illegal. So there are a couple of states where it isn't the, the case, but most states around the country, your credit score is one of the number one factors of your insurance price. So if we say, what should insurance pricing be based on? What should auto insurance pricing be based on? Mm -hmm. Should it be based on driving behavior mm -hmm. or should it be based on your credit score? Which is crazy. And I think, 
<laughs> right. I think we would all agree that driving behavior makes a lot more sense to based insurance off of. Absolutely. And so that all makes sense. And I totally get that. And I think that going that direction is is great. Um, I think the other side that's a little harder and a little murkier is there are a lot of claims that happen because, uh, you know, you you were driving your Tesla and you got rear-ended and the other person didn't have insurance. So your insurance ended up having to pay out on it. Like, so there, you know, that's one example of all the ways that driving behavior is not the only source of claim activity. Gotcha. Um, and so that's, that's sort of a variable that's in there. But, you know, I think using data, driving data as opposed to what your financial stability is and your credit score is, is something that I am a hundred percent for. And I think we see more and more companies moving that direction. Right. How they do it is different per company. And, um, so I think that answers that piece as far as Tesla getting into insurance. I mean, insurance is a, can be a very profitable business. And so I think people getting into it makes sense. I think, uh, I enjoy being in it. I think that we see lots of different folks getting into it. And the, the most important thing is just that as they get into the insurance world, you know, are they going to take good care of people and claims? Right. right. It, it seems like they will. They know where the parts are, you know. Yeah, so exactly. I'm <laughs> about you to get know, it there. Like, right, right, right. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, more complex scenarios like if you're getting sued uh, by a personal injury attorney for you know millions of dollars or something. I mean, that's really when a claims, when a company that has a history of handling claims is incredibly valuable. And um, you know, I think Elon Musk can build a team that's great for for doing that as well. Absolutely. So yeah. what is what's fascinated me was um, I saw it to an advantage. If I'm making a car um, and I want to keep a um, you know, like Apple does a whole clear network to say, hey, look, I'm taking care of this portion. I'm taking care of this portion. You don't need mm-hmm. to go anywhere. And it seems as yeah. though Apple is like, I'm tired of negotiating with people. I'll just do it on my own. And yeah. I just thought that was fascinating. The fact that he just said, stuff all everyone keeps complaining about insurance. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see what we can do about having our own insurance. And he's really doing it for this robo taxi deal, too. So if yeah, well, I mean, in L.A., everyone was complaining about the traffic, and he just decided to dig a tunnel under the city. Exactly. <laughs> so this guy is like, I'm, I'm. It's not about the money; it's the convenience, and say, how do you make things better for people? And you know, because yeah. he stays on Twitter, all you have to do is like, man, why don't you send a rocket to the moon? Yeah, we're working on it. And you're like, oh damn. He's like, check. <laughs> I got that one too. So I just found that was so interesting. And then to see a a car company jump into the insurance industry, you know, I definitely wanted to lay that in in your lap because I know you're in this industry and you 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 love what you do and you and you're knowledgeable at what you do. But seeing someone come in, you know, you you kind of answered it for me. Like, hey, look, people can get into it long as people are being serviced properly and if they're being serviced properly hey the more the merrier yeah i mean this is an industry that it's old it's stale you know it's (laughs) most of the people (laughs) in it are you know have really old concepts of how things are done and and, uh, you know the companies we work with take great care of people like i don't have any problem with some of the structures in place and i think a lot of the insurance realm is seen in a poor light when they're really actually doing 
trying to do good things. Not yeah. everybody, right. most of them. And, uh, but you know, there's lots of people coming in to the insurance world that have new and fresh ideas. And I just don't see how that's a negative, you know? Right. No, I, I totally agree. I'm, but you know, at times people always see, I'd say Jeff Bezos, you know, he's jumping into every right. industry that he can. So when yeah. someone gets into a new industry, they don't see it as a good thing. They always see it as, you know, a negative thing that's, that's coming out. So I definitely said, hey, you know, I don't see it as negative, but maybe it's because, you know, I have a Tesla. So I'm waiting to get that insurance because I know I can get the parts a lot quicker because he's servicing me because that's who owns the actual company and everything. So I just saw that as an advantage. But uh, yeah, I mean, you think about the downtown, you know, shops, meat shops and grocery stores and all the things. If you think, you know, 50 years ago about how business structure was set up and that mom and pop stores could do a lot of retail things in that time that they can't do now because Amazon exists. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I can see that argument. Right. I mean, like somebody just a conglomerate taking over making tons of money and taking away the ability of mom and pop shops. And I, I'm a mom and pop insurance shop. So I get that. Right. Um, so, you know, I, I think the argument there makes sense and is concerning. I wish there weren't just, you know, I wish Walmart hadn't taken away the, the local mom and pop shops I could go to, but I do like having access to all the things I need in a super quick, easy fashion. So, True. I think there's a balance in all things, you know, and, and I think that insurance is the same. If I've got to pick between Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos on, on whom I'm, you know, I have an opinion on that, but, right. you know, I think everybody's just trying to make money. Exactly. You know? Exactly. So, but and hopefully but, take care of people. I just say everybody's trying to make money, but the people that are trying to make money and trying to take care of people that, you know, in the end, if that's what happened, if that's what's happening, Elon Musk does a lot of that. Yes, he you know, tries. It's like, how can I take care of people truly? He tries. And I believe that. You yeah. Know? yeah. And, I, and I give him credit for, you know, everyone makes mistakes, but he continues to try to do the right thing. So he gets a yeah. lot of credit for at least that effort. Um, Absolutely. Yeah, I just, you know, I really appreciate it. It was, it was, it wasn't a lot, but I was just so interested. And in when we were talking about it online, and, and the group was concerned because they're waiting to say, "Where are my options?" And and yeah. the one thing that you're saying is, talk to your, you know, talk to your insurance provider. You know, have those conversations. Don't assume that they're not going to do something. And yeah. find out what they really can offer. Um, and, you know, you made that clear when we was talking about, um, you know, like homeowners insurance and things in that matter. Hey, have a conversation. Your life insurance. Have a conversation yeah. because, you know what, if a person died and you don't know they had insurance, but if you had somebody local, they would have said, oh, let me find that for you. I got you covered. You yeah, know, Absolutely. Yeah. And I think, you know, finding there are most companies should be able to insure a Tesla without a problem. They may have to learn a little bit if they haven't done it before or ask someone a little bit, um, you know, and then if price is, is super problematic, it makes sense to go find someone else, maybe find an independent agent who has access to multiple companies. Um, there, there's lots of ways to go. And Proper insurance for a, te a Tesla is certainly not impossible to fi find um, and should be fairly easy to find. Um, you know, so if you're having problems, I would consider asking a couple more agents, I guess, is the bottom line there. Gotcha.
So back to a couple of the, you know, we had a, a couple of listings of things about Uber mm-hmm. and Lyft. Um, yeah. You know, if this uh, uh, robo taxi go in, uh, I'm sending my car out to make money while I stay at home. <laughs> so, but but currently with just regular, you know, you know, gas powered vehicles or ICE vehicles, uh, does the insurance company look at that differently? Because it's it's almost like a taxi that's out, and I'm not going to give you that kind of discount because that's part of your job. Or do they look at that differently? So, I think the most important thing to understand is when it comes to insurance. There are clear lines between personal use and professional use or business use. Gotcha. And your personal insurance, and this is starting with the problems that come up for Uber, and there are solutions that I'll describe, but when someone uses their personal car to pick someone up, uh, drive them to somewhere else and make money off of that, that is a business use of their car. And there's language in your personal insurance policy that excludes uh-huh. coverage for business activities. Okay. And that's what creates the problem. Gotcha. So if you're driving for Uber or driving for Lyft or doing robo-taxi, you know, anything that is business use is where that crosses the line. And puts the insurance company in the position where if you have a claim, something bad happens, they could deny that claim. Gotcha. Um, so that's the key. Having said that, insurance companies more and more, certainly for Uber and Lyft, I'm not as sure about RoboTaxi, although probably Elon Musk has this solved, but um, are adding endorsements. So a little language to the insurance policy that says, yeah, our policy says business use is excluded or doesn't have coverage, but then we're going to add this language that changed the policy and says, but if you're using it for, you know, a, I can't remember the technical terms they use for Uber and Lyft, but for a, you know, self car taxi service that does have coverage on your policy. So an endorsement that you add and usually pay a little bit of extra money, $70 a year, hundred bucks a year, something like that. And now your personal insurance policy is addressing that gap in coverage. So that's how they're solving it. Airbnb is, you know, a lot of homeowners insurance policies are doing the same thing because it's the same problem, right? When you have Airbnb, uh, when you have people in your house and they pay you, that's a business use of your house. Absolutely. It's excluded from your policy. So it's really all about talking to your insurance agent. Okay. I think more and more insurance companies are getting comfortable with uh, Uber and Lyft. More and more insurance companies are getting comfortable with Airbnb so you can call and and just add that endorsement to cover you better. Gotcha. Yeah, that's it's it's interesting because uh, you know a lot of people just jump in their car and assume oh it's just a business cause I'm going to use the actual uh, mileage. And then when you say have an accident you'd be like no I was driving Lyft and whoa Lyft no we, the language didn't say and you didn't read this portion, but if you're saying yeah. this is, um, you know, these endorsements and language that's in um, your plan, um, that's interesting that people just need to really start digging in um, because, yeah. you know, that's a lot of people's second job and a lot of, especially in California, because yeah. it just costs so high to live there. Hey, look, on my off time, that's what I do. But an accident yeah. and you have to pay full price to get that. That's that's something that people need to take in consideration. 
Yeah, Michael, another question that comes up a lot as well, Uber and Lyft have their own coverage. Mm. And without going way deep into that, that is true. But there are some gaps in that coverage, particularly the, the biggest gap for those of you uh, listening that are driving for Uber, Lyft, or RoboTaxi right now. Um, is RoboTaxi a thing yet? Is that happening right now? I don't no, know. not yet. Sorry. Not yet. It's, okay. it's, right. it's, it's so coming. Lyft. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming. Um, the, if you have not talked to your insurance company, I guess the best way to say it is when you turn that app on, mm. stay parked until you get a call, until you have a job. Um, again, the number one solution to this is to talk to your auto insurance company and, and add that endorsement so that you're covered while that app is on. Um, but the biggest gap in coverage is that period of time when you have the app on, but you have not been called for a job. Gotcha. If you look at the language of Uber and a little bit less so Lyft, uh, their policies, that's where the biggest gap is. Gotcha. Gotcha. Good I'm getting nerdy with you right now. Oh, I love okay. the nerdy stuff. I don't care. <laughs> Me, I'm a data-driven guy. If I get the data, I can say, look, these are the decisions yeah. I need to make. Because, you know, some people just take it for granted that I'm covered, you know, or, yep, I've been doing this for years. But things are changing so quickly. You know, I think we was talking about this earlier. We're going into a new era of the way we're going to start doing business. You know, Absolutely. because of the this COVID is, issue and businesses mm -hmm. going to have to change what they will have to do. And if we aren't aware of these changes, we're going to be left behind and it's going to cost us hopefully not our life, but it will cost us, you know, financially or any any other way. So to oh, me, yeah. uh, this is the the <laughs> the nerdy stuff is very important. Very important. It really is. Yeah. And insurance is like. You know, it really makes risk easier. Like yes. if if you were going to go out and buy a Tesla for $50,000 and insurance was not involved and someone said to you, hey, look, you're going to buy this, this car for $50,000. I know you don't have the money to buy it just right out. So you're going to get a loan for, for maybe forty or 45000 of that. Mm -hmm. And if anything bad happens, you know, the bank is going to call that loan right away. They're going to want $45,000 immediately. And if you smash anybody else's car, well, those people are going to want you to pay for the replacing and fixing of that car. And, yep. and heaven forbid you hurt someone else and, and they hire an injury attorney or something. Ugh. You know, it is, it is financial catastrophe. Yes. Right. Yes. And so I know that insurance gets a, a bad rap. But what you're doing when you're buying insurance is, is giving yourself the ability to take those risks, to buy that car, to buy that house and, and feel reasonably certain that if something bad happens, you know, they, you are going to be financially supported. You are not going to, you know, lose all your assets to end up in bankruptcy X, Y, Z. You know, and that's the value of insurance that, that you know, the, the geckos and the emus and all the stuff, you know, that just kind of <laughs> trivializes it. Yeah. But the reality is it's, it's giving you the opportunity to take these risks in your life. Yeah. Um, yeah. Sorry, that was another soapbox. No, no, that, that's good. You know, because I'm, I'm, I'm all into the insurance company commercials now. They're just, they're just entertaining. And guess what? Yeah. If I didn't have an insurance company or wasn't, it'll attract me to it. You know, you know, safe drivers yeah. say forty percent. Hey, that's safe drivers say. You know, it's, it's just, it's yeah. entertaining, and it keeps it in your mind. And if you do your research, you be like, you know what? I'm going to use them. So. Yeah. 
in in yeah. certain ways we live in a society that's so visual and and you know we talking data nerd talk but some people that's all they want yeah. i think it's fun i'm gonna give them a call oh that's so yeah. cool i'm gonna give them a call yeah they are funny man there's a lot of funny ones all those emo emo ones those liberty mutual ones i gotta say yeah i'm not, I'm not a fan <laughs> Uh, the other ones, though, there's some, there's some good. It's weird. I mean, it's just amazing how much money these insurance companies spend on this stuff, though. Yeah, you know, but, and at least it's creative. At least it's funny. Yeah, so, at a minimum. Good. Yeah, at a minimum. Uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, but thanks so much, Jeremy. Um, you know, this is fantastic for me, and I I know this answers so many questions for a lot of people. Um, so I definitely definitely appreciate your time and you taking the time. Um, to talk me through these so we can get this communicated. Um, you also, I want to make sure everybody reminded, you still do have your podcast, right? Yeah, we've been up and down with some of our podcasts. Um, I've still got the New Home Buyer's Guide podcast. So uh, if you uh, want to listen to that uh, in all the different places that you can, mm. I'm starting a podcast called REI Clarity. Mm. And REI stands for real estate investors. So clarity around real estate investing from, you know, one single family home that you have someone else living in to hotels or, you know, sky rises and, and that kind of thing. So that's wow. pretty exciting. There you go. Um, yeah. But if, if folks want to find me, you know, uh, shineinsurance.com is, is still the place where, where it's all happening. Excellent. Excellent. And smart guy, you know, you, you just seen it right now. So <laughs> this guy is so useful and I really appreciate his valuable time for this. But Black and a Tesla um, gets on Tuesdays. We try to do it once or twice a month, trying to get some information out. I'm really trying to get some really good information. So everyone who asks the question, we can talk to experts. We can talk to people who can actually give you good information. Jeremy Goodrich is the man that can do it for us. So, Jeremy, I really appreciate your time. And thanks for stopping by, everyone. And we'll see you next time on Black in the Tesla. See ya.